We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. Today we are a fitness episode. Kenny, did you get your cardio in? I did not. I haven't gotten cardio in in a good year and a half, two years. But my metabolism saves me, so I'm you good for now at least. But I'm, yeah, I'm turning 30 soon, so that might become an issue at some point. Listen, Miami Heapy now has a new policy. You need to be below <laughs> 15% body fat to participate. I'm on the chopping block. Brian's on the chop. We're all on the chopping block, so... Get with it. You will be checked by Siobhan uh, in October. You better come in to the season ready. Uh, and that's final. But that's our show. I'm kidding. Uh, what's up, guys? It is, uh, yeah, chat, Shmid, uh, Shmandy in chat says Alpha's fucked. Yeah, Alpha, Alpha oof. a lot of us are fucked. I mean, me, Frankie, you know, we're all, we're all a little fucked. Siobhan, Siobhan and Tiff might be the only two that pass. Gotta be honest. Uh, Shay yeah. 50 said Moose is 30% monkey shoulder. That is correct. Um, <laughs> You know, funny story about Moose, Kenny. Moose actually saw me out in public, refused to talk to me. <laughs> Why? Just straight up did not. And then uh, Moose is like, hey, I saw you here. I was like, oh, you were you were that car? And he's like, yeah. I just, why didn't you say hi? I don't want to. Because <laughs> <laughs> they live like right next to each other, right? By we're neighbors, yeah. We're neighbors. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and then Moose saw me in public and just decided I, I want nothing to do with him. Just wanted to break from me. <laughs> Because it's, it's Miami is such a gigantic city for like two people who work together on this on a small thing to live end up living right next to each other without planning it is just kind of insane. Not even that, but he saw me out in public somewhere else and decided I'm not gonna talk to him. Which is funny. <laughs> his eyes cold. Everybody, welcome to Heat Beat. We have a lot to talk about today. Pat Riley had his yearly end of uh, season press conference. Uh, Pat Riley wins the press conference every year. He leads the league in uh, in in inflammatory things said uh, per 100 possessions. He is a, <laughs> he's a fucking machine at the press conferences. And he said a lot today. He said a lot, which had a lot of people upset. Sometimes some people, not even E-fans, they were mad. Kenny, Raptors, Raptors yeah, Twitter, I'm... Raptors Twitter is upset. They're angry. They're always upset. 
They, uh, you know, people are mad. Tyler Hero stands are upset. You know, Max Struess and Duncan Robinson should be upset. We'll get into that in a second. But I think we got to start at the top here. I think we'll talk about the Lowry stuff uh, later because it's not as interesting to me. I thought the most interesting part was uh, Tyler Hero in his exit interview, which was a totally voluntary, voluntary exit interview. Right, you go mm-hmm. and you talk to the media. Uh, PJ didn't come. Duncan didn't come. Very wise of Duncan not to show up. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't mandatory. It wasn't mandatory. Yeah. And Tyler Hero decided that he was going to show up, uh, and he was going to demand to start. Which honestly, great move for Hero. Right, for Tyler mm-hmm. Hero, I think he should start. Or I mean, let's let me rephrase that. I think he is talented enough to start. Whether yeah. he should or shouldn't start, it's a different conversation. But he certainly wants to start. I think he did his little year off the bench. Probably the worst thing for the Heat was him winning that award because now he like mm-hmm. has nothing to play for. So now he's like, well, I did this little thing. I mm-hmm. was the best guy off the bench in the whole league, and I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And now he's demanding to start publicly. Went to, went mm-hmm. to the media, said, I want to start. I deserve he used very specific phrasing, which makes me think an agent told him to say that. He yeah. he's like, I I've earned it or I deserved it, which Kenny, it's hard to argue. Yeah, he, he deserved yeah, it. I mean, Riley came out here and said, Motherfucker, you earned in training camp. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. It's funny. I yeah. I love and agree with it from both sides. From Tyler's end, he did earn it. I think um to be the team's second leading scorer off the bench, that is impressive. But we know this Heat team this past year had a lot of trouble getting things going until Tyler checked into the game, all the way into the playoffs, even when he was struggling. And so I think he's earned that. I think I don't think the max starting thing is like locked in as permanent anyway. So I do think Tyler can feel that way. He has, like I said, he's earned it. We can talk about the defense, but – Later on in the playoffs, Max was also getting hunted on defense. And while he held held his own more often than Tyler typically does, it still also worked a whole bunch in the Celtic series. And so especially coming off the, the series that Max had, that a bunch of guys had where Tyler wasn't even playing, I can completely see why Tyler says that. Now, as far as Pat Riley, you're just not going to pull that shit. Because <laughs> he, he, he didn't let Kareem Abdul-Jabbar get away with shit like that. And so... If Tyler made it public that he wanted to start, Pat Roddy made it public, hey, motherfucker, you got to earn it, which has always been the case with the Heat. There's no guarantees. There's no handouts. And so we'll see what Tyler works on in the offseason. We're going to see if he gets his footwork together, watches some more film as far as defense goes, because that's what's been holding him back from starting is the defense. And so if he comes back to training camp looking great, or not, not great, great is a lot, but competent on that end, I can see him getting a shot at starting. It's an 82 game season. Why not? Dwayne Wade came off the bench for this team. Dwayne yeah. Wade. And we're going to talk about Dwayne Wade and Pat's relationship a little later when it gets to Kyle. But Dwayne fucking Wade came off the bench. Goran yeah. Dragic came off the bench. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These are, these are, you know, and Goran Dragic came off the bench for Kendrick Nunn, right? Yeah. A fucking yeah, nobody. Was... <laughs> you know what I mean? A guy who was like straight up wasn't that good. So yeah. I think they like. You know Tyler off the bench. I think they they want to be a little bigger when they start, which is why Max is there. I think mm-hmm. that they like just a, a one less ball handler on the court so that they can stagger their ball handling minutes. 
and you know you give yourself less of a target all that all the stuff and then when you get off when you have you bring a guy off the bench you know you really yeah. have a guy to lead your second unit in scoring and i think ideally that's what you know eric spolstra likes and he's always kind of liking mm-hmm. his rotations um and for tyler tyler really put the pressure on them because at the end of the yeah. day kenny you know he's the one that is going to negotiate the contract with the heat and if he mm-hmm. wants to start and they want to keep him guess what yeah He'll, and he'll go somewhere where they'll let him start. You know what I mean? Now, mm-hmm. they can play a game of chicken, and I think we've seen Pat play games of chicken in the past. Sometimes he wins, sometimes he loses, but, you know, that is what it is. And for him yeah. to put that pressure publicly and for Riley to respond back, I think was, I think, pretty normal. But I also yeah. think, at the end of the day, he does. He just has to play. He just has to do what he did last year, and if he says, hey, coach, I want to start, like, mm-hmm he's going to start. They're in a contract negotiation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they don't want him to leave. And I do want to point out too, because I'm not sure where the discourse surrounding this is going to go or where it went. I was like, my day job has been very hectic. So I didn't see much of the timeline, but we know just from being heat fans for a very long time, deep down, or maybe not even deep down, Pat Roddy loved that Tyler hero said that he loved seeing Tyler put that challenge out there for himself and for the team. That's what Pat Roddy wants to see. And so I think it's going to end up paying off for him. Like like Pat said, and like we said, if Tyler Hero shows in a, shows in a training camp, he's going to get that opportunity. They both he said all the right things. things. They both said yeah. all the right things. Riley said the right things. Yeah. It's like, you got to come earn it. Fan base is like, yeah. And then Tyler mm-hmm. said, rightfully, I, I deserve to start. And he does deserve to start. And he does it deserve not, it. <laughs> yeah, so, it's not much of an argument against it now. Yeah. You know, it, that, that, that ship has sailed. Um but you know, it's just interesting to see that that kind of go on. And I thought that that the comments today were, um, you know, important in that sense. Mm-hmm. And, and that you know, I, I think that they're gonna. I'm sure that they're gonna try to k Tyler, you know, for winning this and that. And, and maybe Tyler's like, ah, fuck that, I want to start. You know, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a young guy, I want to start. And that's how that goes. And then that you know, I want to mm-hmm. be in the lineup. I mean, that sometimes for some dudes, that's important. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe he doesn't want to and be then, Lou Williams, you know? Yeah. And and again, the offense, the scoring specifically does drag a whole bunch a lot of times until he comes into the game. So why not put him in there and get that quick start? And Kenny, and, by the way, if he wants to throw a fit and be upset about it, I, I'm sure that mm-hmm. they're looking, you know, over the... Now, I want to put the Utah stuff to rest for a little bit. Yeah, Do it's we not, really it's think... Not. A... a do we think Danny Ainge is going to do a deal with Pat Riley? That's that's not happening. Um, it took like several <laughs> regime changes in Cleveland for that to happen with Miami, and 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 I, I just don't see Danny Ainge, you know, ha- handing Pat Riley a star. That that shit yeah, goes that, back and, too deep. And as much as I'm critical of Donovan Mitchell, his price is way higher than Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Oh, there's I, that. There's I, the fact. I, yeah, there's, yeah. There's that. There's the fact that Utah already has Jordan Clarkson, so they don't really need a Tyler Hero type. It is a this, like. Catch. I'm not gonna stop people from dreaming because it is the off season. This is the time to do it. But mm-hmm. I would be in complete disbelief if that deal actually happens. There's just so much stuff. I mean, that if, just if that's available, Kenny, you do it. I mean, Donovan yeah. is like an upgrade, right? And like you're so close that you take that. I'm not mm-hmm. like a huge Donovan Mitchell guy, but like you'd be fucking, you're stupid if you would. Yeah, been. getting better is getting better. Getting better is getting better. That guy's fucking yeah. good. You know, whether how good it is, it's a different thing. Chat's also hitting me on my insecurities. Thanks, chat. 
uh, <laughs> y'all, I know, I know I can count on you all the time, but I mean, I, I don't really know. I, I've seen a lot of, um, a lot of things have been said about Mitchell and all that. I mean, he's a target on defense. He's, you know, I think you bet on the culture quote unquote to get him up to at least a decent level defensively. Yeah. You know, we've seen that sometimes work and sometimes not work. I mean, guys like Dion mm-hmm. came here and really competed on defense. Um, yeah. other guys like Kendrick never did, or, you know, even guys like Ray Allen came here and competed on defense and, and Mike Miller and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, you never know, but you know, he's just not ideal. Like yeah. he's not the perfect guy, but he's really good. And, and, but I just don't know if Tyler Duncan yurt and picks or it's like one happening. or two picks is enough to get it done. <laughs> and he, him and the Utah organization have said multiple times that he's not going anywhere. Like, and let's not like, have another Bradley Beal situation where we're going years and years ignoring a guy saying he's not leaving his team. Until something actually happens, then fine. But we can't go with this. Oh, he's gonna demand a trade because they let's 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 stop in our tracks right here. Let's also, just... like they're playing the, the stuff about like you know, Hero's a target on defense too. So it's like yeah. okay, like yeah, they're both targets on defense, but like one guy is like clearly like a fuck ton better. And he has yeah. the physical tools that you can see that he can, you know. In, at least compete on defense where Tyler has some physical limitations, um, yeah. you know, in terms of wingspan and all that. So we'll see how that goes. I, I don't know how much we can really talk about that because, you know, nothing's really, I mean, again, Miami's yeah, it's not, always, he, he's, he's not leaving. Miami's <laughs> always linked. And for everybody who shit on the Duncan deal, the only reason that you're in these trade conversations is because you have the Duncan contract. You, well, need, so, to, you need to have, that big ticket contract to get yeah. you into trade discussions without that deal. You don't have anything. And I'm not sure if we, want, if we want to talk about this right now, but forget the on court stuff, forget the production, the way Duncan's contract is structured is pretty genius. Well, yeah. And we so got into that when yeah. they signed it. Cause it was, and I'll, I'll yeah. even say this, you know, and I love Keith Smith. Keith Smith does great work, <laughs> but yeah. I remember Keith Smith, uh, saw Brian's cap numbers and was like, no, that's wrong. There's just no way they'd ever structure a deal like that. That's too team friendly. No <laughs> player would ever do that. And shout out to Brian Goins. Had it right over the mm-hmm. cap expert because Brian knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, coming off of where he came from, they made him the highest paid undrafted guy ever. He got five years, so that's great on his end. His money's guaranteed. It's the NBA, not the NFL. And from a team's perspective, that contract really kind of no matter how he plays, just the value never goes down. We can get to it. It never really goes down because, yeah, sure, the, he gets paid more and more every year. But the more he gets paid, the closer he gets to expiring. So by, the closer he gets to expiring, the more valuable that contract becomes. And I said it on air before, during his last year of that contract where he's the most expensive, the NBA's new TV deal kicks in anyway. And so whatever team has him, it's not that much of a hit compared to what other guys are going to get be, be getting paid anyway. So he's at he's at yeah. he was at fifteen and a half last season. He was mm-hmm. at he's going to be at sixteen point nine this season. He'll be at eighteen next season, nineteen the following, and then nineteen point eight the the last year, which is a player option. So yeah. you know, uh, the which fact, is a great, the, the yeah. fact that they got him for fifteen. Mm-hmm. Last season, uh, I think is huge because I was able. They were able to fit the Lowry figure, and they were able to kind of manipulate their tax bill, mm-hmm. um, you know, manipulate their 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 salary cap and all that. So, 
obviously they know what they're doing, but you know, the more that you wait, the easier it gets to trade the contract because yeah. A, it expires and B, it gets bigger and bigger. And that's an asset. And I think when a lot of people look at the money and they get mad, I think it's justifiable that you're upset that you have a 15 and a half million dollar player, uh, not playing in the most important minutes of your season. I think that's totally fair. Um, you know, whether that's justified or not, it's a different conversation, but I mm-hmm. think it's fair that if your coach is not trusting your fourth highest paid player to play in the most important minutes, I think that's a problem where people are wrong is that, you know, he's like rotting space because they give that contract mm-hmm. probably knowing he'll never play to the value of it, but they know yeah. that they can always move it or like what they did with Hassan Whiteside, break it yeah. up into two deals and then move one and keep the other like they did with uh, Mo Harkless and uh, Redacted so that they can get Jimmy Butler. So they can, they're very good at manipulating kind of their salaries and their, their, mm-hmm. their contracts and all that. Um, and, but yeah. And the thing about it too, forget about the numbers. Cause we know the way he started off the season kind of skews his shooting numbers this year, but there's always going to be a team who can really use a shooter. And you can kind of see how much teams value other teams value a player by how they play him. It doesn't matter what Duncan's shooting like. Anytime he steps into a game, the main focus is not letting him get a shot off. And so I'm sure those same team, those, those same organizations that are game planning this, that are making sure they understand what he's worth as a shooter. So that the trade value stuff and the contract value stuff, it's not, it's a little overstated. I think if they want to move Duncan they'll be able to move Duncan and they won't have a problem with it. And if the longer they wait, like you said, that contract becomes more valuable. Can I give so, you some, can I give you some numbers, Kenny? Yeah, go ahead. Pre all-star break, Duncan Robinson shot 36% from three, 36.4 post all-star mm-hmm. break 39.7. There you go. You know, so month by month, October 32, November 33, December 37, January 41, February 35, March 30, 41, and April 41. So really outside of a, a wonky February, uh, really was a 40% shooter every month uh, in the turn of the new year. There you go. You can always use I'll that. Volume. Yeah. You can always like, I don't have, like I, like I said, the way his contract is structured, I think is absolutely genius. So credit to Andy Ellisberg for that. And look, they'll be fine. That contract is not a huge deal, but like you said, they, for them to get in these rooms, because as much as people keep throwing Tyler in trades, he's making four million dollars, and we, if he talk, if he signs that extension, he can't be traded for six months. Yeah, you need to you need to couple him with a guy like Duncan to to really yeah. move him. So, um, just I would look out for that. I mean, I think a lot of fans already know that, but mm-hmm. yeah. I don't though. Oh, I think I think a lot. I think a lot get yeah. it. You know what I mean? I, but I do see like you know, especially with the with the with the Myers deal as well. You know, people were upset about it and. I, I was telling everybody at the time, I was like, yeah. listen, that he, you are signing him over the cap with his bird rights. So if he mm-hmm. walks, you literally just lose that. Lose money. Nothing. They mm-hmm. got a reason with that contract, whether or not a reason worked out or not is irrelevant. The fact is that you got something to help you with that yeah. money because you were not going to be, cause you could not use that money to sign a new player because mm-hmm. it was over the cap. So you couldn't get anybody else. There was literally money that was going to disappear. And you yeah. made that into a contract of a player that was helping you, theoretically. Okay. I mean, wh- whether or not yeah. you felt he was good or not is irrelevant. He played minutes, and they 
if he was good, that, you know what I mean? All that stuff. So, <laughs> And by the way, I do want to point out, too, because we are hard on Trevor sometimes, but who's not going to have trouble with Giannis, really? He, he played well for the most part. He did a lot of dumb stuff on offense, took some shots he didn't he need just to take. He didn't but, shoot well enough, and that was yeah, really the thing. He but he, he wasn't bad. He wasn't and bad. Plus, he just... with the Burr same same as Duncan. They had Duncan's bird rights. They could have either brought him back and had had this one trade chip with a salary that makes sense, or they just could have had nothing. They've really not been able so, to find uh, a guy. You know, I, I guess Jay was that guy, but Jay yeah. was going through an unusual hot streak. And by the way, against the Celtics, Jay Crowder shot the ball very very poorly. Yeah, yeah, yeah that all, all that died down in the bubble. After yeah, a while. well, not I mean, he in the Buck series he was red hot, and then in, yeah. the, in the Lakers series he was yeah after a while he was good. Yeah. But you know, in in the specifically the Celtics series, he was really really bad. So they've yeah. you know they've I think they've struggled to find that that shooting four guy. Um, you know, obviously PJ not on the floor in the final minutes of Game Seven. Which by the way, Miami, you know, they're for all the people that says that the Heat have to go big. Miami's solution to Boston was to go three guards and Jimmy at the four. Mm-hmm. Um, so for all the people, and, and it worked, and they could not guard it, and yeah. nobody had an answer for Jimmy at the four all playoff long. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. That's something that's a little bit to chew on. We do know that they need another wing, another maybe a backup four. Um, obviously, the Keith thing did not work out with health and everything, and you know you just you really need uh, you really need some versatility at the at the wing spot. I could play a little four. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we have we have a ton of offseason to get to that. Just yeah. wanted to touch on the Duncan st- uh, the 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 Donovan stuff because it kind of linked to the Tyler thing and uh, Riley's press conference. 
Somebody Smith and go. Speaking of chewing, Kyle Lowry, great trip. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it was. The comments were, I thought, funny. Also, like very Pat Riley, mm-hmm. right, Kenny? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up the comments right now, just so that I don't, I don't want to misquote Pat because I think, um, you know, and unfortunately, and Brady Hawk is great. Brady Hawk just broke up his tweets and somebody quote tweeted the one tweet that didn't have the context from the previous tweet. And then, yeah, you know, please. which again, it's like, you know, and that's the problem with, with tweeting these press conferences because like Will Manso has the context, but Brady doesn't, but Brady had the context in another tweet because Brady tweets a whole quote while other people surmise and you run out of yeah. characters and you got to do fast. So it's like, Hey, that fucking sucks for Brady. Who's doing a fantastic job, you know, covering the team and B you just, Really take guys out of context. That's really yeah. fucked up. So I don't like that. Um, yeah. So Will Mansell goes, Pat Riley on Kyle Lowry. Makes it clear that Lowry had some personal issues and didn't want to get into, but says you have to be in world-class shape. Says he's says that's even more so as you get older. Adds he definitely has to address that, and it will be addressed. Typical Pat Riley stuff. Yeah. Typical. He told Dwayne Wade when Dwayne Wade got traded back here, You've eaten your last pancakes. <laughs> he literally said that. Greg Cody reported that. That Pat literally told the fucking franchise icon, you've eaten your last pancakes. Veggies yeah. from now on, bro. Come on. Man. I mean. What are we doing? Tim Hardaway had a weight clause in his contract. Like he couldn't, like we know about the body fat thing. This is what. The Miami Heat does, and this is why certain types of players want to come here. And like, do we really think as close as Kyle is to Jimmy that before deciding he wanted to come here, he didn't know Pat had um, standards as far as weight goes? Shaq wrote it in the book. Shaq would, yeah. Shaq would try to t- he would take off the the little stickies when they were on the bike. <laughs> he and yeah. and Walker in the book that he wrote with uh, with that racist lady wrote to Jackie McMullen. Um, <laughs> He said that. There's another story. So they have a giant scale in Heat's practice facility where everybody can see guys wait and see if they're overweight or not. And Pat brought that in because of Shaq. So Shaq was a big dude. Jermaine O'Neal J.O. didn't want to come back as the Oreos. Like this is known. Like James Johnson was not allowed to play for like three weeks. He came Mm -hmm. into camp and they're like, nah. You know, obviously. You know, different players get different treatment, but let's not, you know what I mean? Like, this is not a surprise to Kyle. This is not, this yeah. is not, oh my God, woe is me, Kyle Lowry. I'm being fat shamed by the president of the company that I work for. That's not happening. And I think that people made it that way. Like, listen, I don't think Kyle needs to lose weight. I've been on the record. I think that, you know, him being a bigger dude helps him guard up, yeah. helps him take more contact. And I and I've said before, when Dwayne Wade lost too much weight, he got hurt more because yeah. he plays a very physical basketball, and you need the weight to take contact. So I don't think that Kyle needs to lose weight. That's just Riley shit, and I kind of wave it off, and I'm like, that's kind of funny, haha. <laughs> he called him fat, and yeah. then we moved on. And then Raptors Twitter, I love Raptors Twitter. I'm like honorary Raptors Twitter. Those are my friends. They overreacted. They overreacted. Yeah, they, there's some cool people on Raptors Twitter, but. It's a lot of like strange people also. I don't want to do that either. I I just I don't know. Like yeah. I, I, I don't I just don't understand the pearl clutching 
of of that. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know, it just felt weird. And then Heat fans, you you shut up too because they're like, <laughs> well, he has paid thirty five million dollars. Yeah, like, needs to like get your ass on the treadmill, fat boy. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, yeah, fine. Why are we always bringing up guys' salary? It doesn't make any sense. I don't, sense. I don't but, understand that. Who cares, man? Yeah, but at the end of the day, you want to know some other, like, whoever may be upset, because I don't think it was only Raptor fans who who might have been upset. You know who else Pat Roddy held to that standard? Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Patrick Ewing, Tim Hardaway, Alonzo Mourning, like, Hall of Famers. So, John Starks? Yeah, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, well, I... John Sars was a whole other thing. He was really good, though. I'll give him credit. But, yeah, like, this is Pat Roddy's thing, and everybody knows it. So, Gary Payton. Kyle's, yeah, Kyle's not surprised. Gary Payton had kind of a rough time because he was retired, too. He had to come back and get in shape before Pat. That's a whole thing. And that was good, Pat. That wasn't even. Yeah. You think yeah. you think, you think Spo is Pat? This should be different if Pat was coaching. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like Pat's had this reputation for 30-plus years. Like, we, Kyle's not getting away. And he said, come back in shape. That He has four months to get in shape. It has nothing to do with last season, really. It's like, just be conditioned when you come back. When we come, when we come back to camp, he challenged Kyle to do that. He challenged um, Tyler to earn a starting spot. He challenged Bam to shoot more. Like, Pat challenges guys. That's the way he That's the way he coached him. That's the way he runs his team. That's what old dudes do. That's what old yeah. sports guys do. They just, they, they really, he just really embodies the 80s. Yeah. And look, Kyle Lowry, we know. And for any Raptor fans who may be watching this, we understand he is a very tough guy. He's known for being tough. That's why he wanted him. That's why he wanted to come here. So his feelings are not hurt by Pat holding him to that standard. He, yeah, he knows better, but he's he's good. It would be funny if he actually did have his – calls Jimmy. Could you fucking believe what Pat <laughs> Riley said about me? This guy called me. This guy said I got to get in shape. I can't. I can't fucking – what the who, – who does he think he is? Do you think he's Masai? Masai never said that shit to me. Masai just traded my best friend. Like, by the way, people, Kyle Lowry very famously did not like Masai for trading his best friend and protested by not shooting the ball. (laughs) I did the Kobe. Better Kobe tribute than Jason Tatum's ever done. Oh, man. Jason Tatum, that's a whole thing. He has to. Yeah, start. I don't. I, 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 I don't know, man. It's weird, and I, I know that you know he wants to honor you know a person he admired. I don't know, man. It's weird. Just I'm uncomfortable. I'm yeah, a, it's, I, it's I a little much. Like at first it was funny. Yeah. Like well, it was like corny when he wore the armband. I was like, all right, whatever, bro. And now yeah. it's just like, come on, come on. Hey, for one, you're the face of the Celtics. Why are you doing all this over? Like, I understand you knew him, you grew up, but Devin Booker didn't even do that. And that guy, what does Devin Booker have? DeMar DeRozan like grew up in LA idolizing Kobe like played against Kobe and trained with Kobe when he was a teenager he's not doing all this DeMar no but DeMar actually like puts his money where his mouth is and like puts up bad games in big spots what (laughs) better way to what better way to tribute Kobe just bricking mid-range shots when it matters I don't want to get into that but you also I love Kobe I just I love the jokes I love Kobe yeah he did get. He was very fortunate that Ron Artest got a miss twice. Man. Well, the once against Phoenix and then the three. Yeah. Or, but, or Meta World Peace. I'm sorry. I, that one's. I'm. I, I'm. I may never get used to that one. You know, I'm calling him Ron Artest. Nah, but yeah. I can't do that because he he wants people to call him Meta, and I'm not gonna. Well, he changed name again. Like he took his he took his wife's um maiden name, so he's like 
He's he's back to Ron. I think he's like Ron Artez Sandiford or something like that now. Like it's a I whole thing. I love Ron. He's a I love Ron. Yeah, I I want to. He he said he doesn't mind people calling him Ron Artez. So he, does, I, I he just, said that. Oh, thank God. Yeah, he doesn't really mind he's it. So. Ron Artez till the day I die. I mean, yeah. <laughs> King. That's the guy I wanted to play for the Heat so bad when he was in his prime. Bro, I, he he may he may have fought Pat. <laughs> When he was with the Pacers, I wanted that dude on his team so bad. He used to give D Wade so much trouble, and I hated it. I mean, he's fucking gives everybody trouble. He was <laughs> Bro, did you see that pack quote today? He's like, I bet I could do more push ups than you. <laughs> I believe him. I need Ira and Pat to do a push up contest. Uh, Ira is not getting a push up off. I think Ira, I think Ira could give you five. Maybe. I don't know. Will Mansell could do more push ups than Pat Riley. No question. Will Manso, I think, might be in shape. I don't know for sure, but his suits are too nice for me to believe he's not in shape. Yeah, Will. I would say guys don't Will wear suits. Nice. I, Will gives me like runner energy. I think Will could yeah. do more push-ups. I think Anthony. Anthony looks like he's in shape, but like just because he's like skinny. But Anthony doesn't look like he works out. Anthony Chang. So I'm not sure that Anthony. Yeah. I bet you Riley goes to the gym more often than Anthony Chang. Yeah, Will Manso looks like he bikes across the bridge to. The beach and then back downtown to I the think arena. Will Mantle lives in Fort Lauderdale, and I'm pretty sure he just runs to the arena every day. <laughs> yeah, that dude. That and dude seems like he's in shape. Yeah, he is. <laughs> this a different beast. I can't do any of that shit. I'm gonna be honest. Listen, push-ups, push-ups. Uh, I, I wonder. I wonder how many people on Heapy can do more push-ups than Pat Riley. I probably can't. I'm gonna be honest. I think Siobhan might be able to, but I just believe in Siobhan's athletic ability. Maybe, maybe I'm doing. The, maybe this is unfair to Siobhan. I just believe that Siobhan <laughs> can. I believe that Siobhan has a will of steel, and she can accomplish a lot. Siobhan's the only Hebe member who still does athletic stuff sometimes. That's so, true. I, I play. Yeah, I, I do yoga. I mean, I've gained a lot of yeah, weight. Yeah, that, that is. Pandemic. I've heard this difficult. I, listen, I've gained weight since the pandemic. I'm not. I'm not out here lying, but you know, <laughs> I, I used to play volleyball regularly and soccer. I miss that. But, uh, but yeah, Siobhan, Bon is really the last vestiges of our athleticism. Yeah, Siobhan versus Pat Rowdy push-up contest. Let's get it done. We got to get this up. Set this up. We'll do it for charity. We'll do it for Pride Month. Speaking of Pride Month, we have our yeah. Pride Month celebration. Be on the lookout tomorrow. I think our shirts go up. So buy that. We're going to donate to uh, Pride for Youth and to Pulse. So you know, be on the lookout for that. We did that last year. We raised over six thousand dollars. I think our goal this year is going to be seven thousand dollars. So let's let let's let's really get that going. Let's try to raise ten thousand dollars. We have a a couple really really cool donations for our pride stuff that that's coming up. I think some of the auctions we're gonna have a few auctions. Some of them are really fucking cool. Uh, we have some of uh, your favorite people donating some cool experiences and some merch and some cool things. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to make announcements uh, as the month goes on. But yeah, man. So that's, I, I think those are the real the highlights. Also, Riley calling Duncan a screen merchant was funny. <laughs> uh, the quote said, uh, he's talking about Bam. He's always getting somebody open. Duncan should just give him half his check. <laughs> Are we sure that wasn't Chef Trudy who said that? And then, no, like... Brady Hawk tweeted it. I saw. I, if Brady Hawk tweets it, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, Brady is legit, man. Yeah, I listen to Brady. So Brady said yeah. that, and uh, Brady Brady quoted that. Duncan should give him half his check. Tyler should pay him half his check, and Max should give him half his check. I feel the Max one was unnecessary. <laughs> Max doesn't make no, a lot compared to other I love, dudes. I love that from Pat though, because. It's kind of a backhanded way to well the players understand, but a lot of the fans who don't really understand Bam's value, especially on the offensive end, like, yeah, no, 
point out, like, yeah, no, he makes all this shit kind of go, whether it shows up on the stat sheet or not. And so I love that from Pat. I'd be pissed if I'm if I'm Duncan. I'd be pissed. I'd be like, what do you mean? I gotta get if it's if I'm Max. That's unfair for Tyler. Yeah, Max creates his own stuff. Yeah, I mean Tyler. I mean Tyler. Tyler shouldn't be in that. I mean Tyler's a pick and yeah. roll ball handler. You know, Tyler yeah. doesn't really do a lot of DHOs anymore. That, that one felt un- the Max one was the the Duncan one's funny. The Tyler yeah. one, I was like, okay, you're reaching. The Max one, I was like, that's unfair. Come on, man. <laughs> Poor Max. But Bam does a ton to get those guys open at the same time. I, I, so I, I, I get it. And I do like it. And plus, those guys are not taking it personal. I don't know about that. I would. T- that's one thing I would take personal. I'd be like, bro, what, what do you mean? <laughs> if I'm dunking, I'd be like, Bam's not doing all the running I'm doing. What the fuck? Um, I could never run as much as Duncan does. I don't know how he. That shit looks awful. Oh man, I don't I don't know how many miles per game he runs. I think it, somebody posted it at one point, but I just don't even want to know. He it's runs just... as much as Will Manso does to the <laughs> <laughs> It looks uh, horrible. Man. It doesn't it does it doesn't even look like he's playing basketball anymore. He's just doing track. He's, he's like, that's, that's why sometimes I don't blame him for the misses. Like, how could you just ran four miles on one possession and you gotta get your shot in order? Like, ah. I'll give him a break on some of these misses. He, um, he's, listen, I, his defense slipped in a way that was a little concerning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Duncan. Um, I mean, we don't have to, we don't have to relitigate Duncan. I just, I just thought, yeah. I, I just thought Riley doing that was funny. And listen, Riley didn't even wear a suit today. This man wore, honestly, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to flat out say it. I don't think he dressed nice today. <laughs> but you got to love that about Pat Riley. No, I, I, I expect <laughs> got a to. fucking suit. I don't expect a tie. I expect a suit and a clean fucking button down. This shit looks, honestly, it looks like he bought it at Zara or some shit. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't really, I'm just going to come out and say, I don't really, I don't like the fit today. Yeah, but him not caring about that and then going in and saying all the stuff he says, like, it's a perfect match. Like, he just didn't give a fuck about anything. Like, he he's going to come in in a t shirt. That would have been funnier. <laughs> like a little wrinkle one with the bacon yeah. neck on it. Or maybe just like with a pocket. <laughs> Nobody ever wants those, right? This is what you get. It's, useless. it's a pocket to useless there. Who the fuck got pants? Come in with one with a pocket, you know, just yeah. give a fuck. You're not putting pins in a t shirt. So I think he wore an Apple Watch no. today, too. It wasn't even like a nice watch. Pat Riley does not know how to use an Apple Watch. I'm not believing No, that. no, he likes gadgets. <laughs> I, think, I think it's been actually talked about. He loves gadgets. Old oh, that's people, interesting. Old people like gadgets. Let me tell you something. My grandmother Man. fucking loves the old people. I, I once had a friend tell me that old people that his theory why old people like slot machines they just we grew up with video games so we had lights yeah. and shit they didn't have that so they're like fucking right. fascinated by like a tablet old people love mm-hmm. tablets old people Man. probably love tablets more than you and I like tablets I say that holding an apple you pencil. know what that's probably because my family's like from like the backwoods of Georgia and they just don't know shit like <laughs> nobody in my no old people in my family know how to use shit it's kind of Kind of annoying because I always got to go fix stuff or like pretty much plug it in. But hey, man, hopefully my dad, once he gets older, is better with that stuff. But I always got to help somebody with something. Other Pat quote I thought was interesting. Uh, Pat Riley says, this is from, I'm quoting Brady Hawk's Twitter. This is what we're doing now. Pat Riley says, if they run it back, they'd still have a very good team. But adds, you have to be proactive in looking for how you're going to improve. I think we all mm-hmm. realize that you can use more. We're always going to try to improve the team. Jokes. If there's one out there, throw it to me. Uh, we will mm-hmm. look. We will explore. We always do this. They know that they yeah. don't. 
they, listen, I'm sorry. I, I've watched these fi- these two finals games. Kenny, mm-hmm. maybe call me a homer in it. I, I see no reason why that he could not be tied in this series as well. Yeah, no, I, I believe it 100%. That, that both those teams are, I mean, Miami was within a shot of beating the Celtics. And, mm-hmm. if, and if they were a little healthier, you know, they they just might have. And I, I'm just I, I just think flat out the Warriors look vulnerable. Their offense can get mucky at times. Yeah. They're a little they're a little they, too cool for their own good sometimes. They're they, so they careless that. with the ball. It's Kenny, crazy. They think it's five years ago. Yeah. And Clay especially. And I watch I feel like, so bad for Clay. Yeah, me too. You know, Clay makes <laughs> this weird thing. Clay walks like a like a two thousand Five video game it's like uh <laughs> it's like that it's weird but it, you you know when you see it watch clay and it's just like it's just it's like when of, you when you put like the analog up bob. a little bit yeah yeah it's a very stiff <laughs> it's a very stiff bob it doesn't it doesn't look like it doesn't look like it looks like this you know what i mean like he's just kind of yeah. moving back it's really funny but i don't know man both those, those teams look beatable miami's close yeah. and i think one of the biggest mistakes that you can make now, I think at times like in 2005 when Wade got hurt in the Eastern Conference Finals, they had a total overhaul. Mm-hmm. Right? That was they, they added GP and, and and Antoine and they really fucking changed the whole team. I don't yeah. think you got to do that, especially cuz you don't have a young star. Like listen, Bam is Bam, but I mean Dwayne Wade was like a different kind of special. You know what I mean? It, like mm-hmm. he you you knew, okay, this is cornerstone like we have a fucking no question like whatever jaw is times mm-hmm. two, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they had that right. So they had, they had, they were afforded this like, okay, let's just fucking tear the whole thing up and rearrange it. And he's so good mm-hmm. that it won't matter. And we have Shaq. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but at the same time too, I think with that trade, um, it was such a big trade because so many teams were involved, but the heat actually only traded, they actually only traded away Eddie Jones. And I think Andre Emmett, um, Gary Payton was retired already. They just brought him in as a free agent. Um, Jason Williams had wanted to welcome in Memphis years ago, so they wanted to get rid of him. Anton Walker had gone back to Boston, and his relationship with that front office still wasn't repaired from when they traded him away the first time. So they wanted to get rid of him. And so it came really cheap on the Heat's end. Like, they traded Eddie Jones and Andre Emmett, and they got all those guys. I'm, so, I'm, I'm pulling up nine. Yeah. Hold on, man. Let's, let's, the number just, one. Just, um, yeah. Just 13, tell me if I'm wrong, but. 13 player trade. Between the Heat, the Celtics, the Grizzlies, the Hornets, and the Jazz. Miami got yeah, Antoine. He gave Walker. up practically nothing. He got Antoine, Jason Williams, James Posey, Andre Emmett, and the drafts right to Robert Duenas. Uh, I don't remember him. Boston got Woods, the draft rights to. Yeah, Miami. Kentel, it was Kentel Woods. And, Kentel um, Woods. I did not know how to say that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Kenny. <laughs> uh, two second round picks from Miami. So Miami out went two second round picks. Uh, and Chris. Bochart from Utah. Memphis got Eddie Jones from Miami. So Miami so far has outgone two second round picks and Eddie Jones and Raul Lopez from Utah. Utah got mm-hmm. Greg Ulstertag from Memphis. That's the name. Uh, mm-hmm. New Orleans got Rasul Butler from Miami and Kirk Snyder. So yeah, so it was Rasul Butler. Um, it was um, Eddie Jones and two second round picks. <laughs> and Kentel Woods. See, that, see, that's the thing. That trade gets looked at in a way because there were so many teams involved, but he gave up practically nothing. Bro, they got Jason Williams, <laughs> Posey, Antoine. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, it's, it's, it's not the overhaul. Like, it gets well, looked Jones at Eddie Jones is good. That, so he, Eddie was. Jones, Eddie, but Eddie, he was. He was. He was a little later. And, and plus, him and Wade didn't really work that well. Rasul was also, like, a nice... Like, yeah, RIP Rasul, probably. Yeah, man. But... Yeah. 
Go he didn't for what they got, they didn't really give away a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I mean, thirteen player deal is fucking crazy. Yeah, August second two thousand. So it was an it was an August trade. It was like kind of like a late one. Yeah, August second two thousand five. But Miami's not in that position, right? They just have to make mm-hmm. a couple of tweaks. You know, yeah. Let's say they keep most of these guys. I'm sure that you know probably Keith's not going to be here. I think you know we'll see what happens with Oladipo. You know, let's see what happens with Caleb. Hopefully, his health is good. Mm-hmm. You know, you add. You know, I, I doubt mechanics going to be back, or maybe maybe he played himself back into price range. Um, we don't know if his back is bad or what's happening with him, but you know, I, I do think that, you know, Miami can make a couple of moves. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to see what they can get for Duncan, if they can break his contract up into two, mm-hmm. like what they did with Hassan. I, I think that makes sense for them, especially because listen, in the most important moments, he was not playing. And I think yeah. that if they can split that contract into two, maybe a couple like rotation wings, um, I'm sure that they take that. So we'll see. Uh, or maybe like yeah. some wings and a second round pick or something. I think they'd like to get some seconds back. Um, and I think and that's so, where they are. Yeah. My prediction is they do that. And again, I love Duncan. Shout out to the coworker. We love Duncan, but I think they do that. And they bring all back on a not similar contract to exactly what he got paid, but all becomes the next movable contract because they have his bird rights also. So it's not really. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Dizzle nineteen ninety in chat says a pure score or a true center heat will be right back in conversation for a championship. They haven't left the conversation for a championship. Yeah, they and, were they were literally a shot away from I don't know being if, in the finals. They're, they're not. That, yeah. They could run the team back and they could be in the conversation. I think the emphasis on a quote unquote pure score has been very overstated. Also, I think. Their formula has worked. Jimmy, Bam, and a bunch of shooters. What happened is you had six or seven guys not being able to make shots. And and the injuries. That's, that's an anomaly. Yeah, and the injuries. So you're, you're... I don't think I don't think giving the ball to a whole other guy just because you don't want Jimmy to score 40, which if he's able to, then let him. Well, you would but... just replace Tyler with that guy, right? Because if you make yeah. a trade for a scorer, it's coming mm-hmm. at the expense of Hero. So... And also, but... And again, Tyler's not really getting you that much better of a score anyway. I think you can get for what he is. I think if you he's not getting you like the Donovan Mitchells and that stuff. I think as far as what they're able to do, I don't think there's. Listen, you got to get a team that's a little desperate, and that's why you don't cash your chips. You know, at a bad time, you kind of wait to see what you can get. Cash your your chips for somebody who's desperate in the right situation, and that's it. But you don't got to overhaul completely what you're doing because you've made right. a finals already. I think you've proven to everybody that that run in the bubble was not a fluke. Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler is that motherfucker. And Bam Adebayo, I don't think he had his best postseason, um, but I do think that he showed you some stuff, especially in that game seven and in mm-hmm. that game three or game four, was it? Was it game four? Game four. Um, and the thing we have to, sorry, the thing we have to keep in mind and the thing we have to keep in the audience's mind because I, I did see a lot of the, the BAM criticism also. We got to pay attention to both sides of the ball. The Heat don't get to that sort of series if BAM doesn't shut Joel Embiid down. Injury or not. Oh, of course, yeah. So, yeah, so we got to give BAM his credit there also. That's a great point. I just don't want that to get, yeah, I don't want that to get, like, lost in all this stuff because I understand losses can be disappointing, but we can't just, like, completely shit on this guy after. Without his defense, they, don't, they do not make it past. You got to count on Max getting better and Gabe getting better as well. Yeah. You know, those are guys that 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they, I which they've shown they can do. And we made the mistake of hoping that Duncan and Jay Rich would get better, and they never did. So that's not oh injustice. You know, that's not always a bet that's going to pay out. But you know, you got to hope that you get some internal improvement. You know, you, you continue mm-hmm. to build off of what you've kind of already made. So you know, you have that also, and then you, know, you just make a couple moves on the margins. Hopefully, you can bring PJ back. I do think the pri- a lot of people are saying center. <clears throat> I think we're seeing uh, that. You know, yeah. it's very rare that. You know, backup centers are viable in the NBA playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. I think we we've seen right with Atlanta, yeah. with you know, with Philly, with Boston, their backup centers. I mean, Daniel Tice, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, Grant and Grant Williams is not. Really, I mean, Grant. I guess Grant's kind of a five, but you know, he plays a lot of mm-hmm. four. He plays four five. You know, whatever. But you know, a lot of backup centers just don't survive. And Miami decided to go yeah. to wing PJ, and it was very very good. I do think that they need another wing who can play that or a better backup five if Deadman's not going to be right. So, again, they have yeah. some tweaks. I don't, they don't got to go big. They don't need a big next to Bam. People yeah, say we not. need a stretch big. You know, PJ was mm-hmm. your stretch big, and it was good. You know, He, he got led hurt. the league in three-point percentage like, for half the season. Yeah, so I, I think for people when people want stretch big, you know, that guy is not super available. Like, Christian Wood is, like, not you, listen, Heat fans, y'all do not want Christian Wood. I don't like think you guys have watched a lot of. I don't think you want. Christian you haven't Wood. watched, and you don't really know what his like. And I understand there's this whole idea of like Heat culture can fix him. Fine, sometimes it doesn't though. Like he is, yeah. Like Christian Wood, the idea of Christian Wood is so much better than the reality of Christian Wood. As Christian That's Wood what puts up put a lot of numbers on really bad. Te- remember, he his. Like Christian Wood became like a fantasy darling whenever Drummond went out because he would just put up the numbers that Drummond put. Drummond and, and that, Griffin, and we know Drummond sucks. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, I, I I would be wary. I think Wood is a good player. I just don't know if he's great for this team. I I know I don't his 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 brain like the way he operates. He's just not is is not it. I don't think that's the kind of guy that my. I mean, again, he's a good player, so it's not like he'd come here and be yeah. like fucking like a negative or anything. I'm just thinking like what it would take to get him. You know, it's tough. He shot 39 percent on five attempts and three. That's pretty good. You know what I mean? Getting yeah, a pick can... and pop game element. You know, that's gonna help you. But when rubber hits the road, and you're in a playoff series, can you just like Duncan? Can you count on that guy being on the floor when it counts? And my yeah, that's the no. thing. My that, no. that other that other side of the ball, you don't want Bam to have to cover for another guy on the defensive end. I think that people so, Miami's whole like defensive principle is you. We want to switch, right? And by the way, when yeah. when Myers when they got Crowder and Nigudala, they switched from a drop because they were just playing more fours next to Bam. Because originally it was Myers and Bam, and then they started switching more. When they, when they they literally just started switching when they traded for Iguodala and Crowder because now yeah. they were playing Crowder and Iguodala next to Bam so you could do these really mobile lineups and what you want if you're a defense is I want Bam in on the action so when teams screen because yeah. most people's centers are rim runners and they mm-hmm. screen so when Bam's in that screening action he can switch and you want him in as many plays as you can and what we saw yeah. in the postseason was. Teams either try to get Bam out of the play by having him pre-switch, and Miami really wised up to that, or they'll go at Tucker's guy, who is the four. And mm-hmm. okay, really, your 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 big solution for getting rid of Bam <laughs> is I want PJ Tucker in my action. 
<laughs> like those are bad choices. So when you yeah. add a guy like Christian Wood, you give the defense a very easy spot to attack because he has to drop. And mm-hmm. now you have a coverage that most teams like to play against. And really the only solution is to either trap or to not play Christian Wood. Yeah. And I mean, look at the final four from this year's um, season. Yeah. Like they, it's you, the big, thanks G, <laughs> like the, the huge lumbering seven footer, that's not really the thing anymore to go with. You kind of want to be able to go small and be able to switch and shut off teams' air supply. And so I understand the idea of, yeah, you want this. 6'10", 6'11", 7-foot guy next to Ben who can hit jumpers, but that's fine on the offensive end. The defensive end, it gives you like another hole he has to cover, and I don't know if you really want that as much as you think you do. Chat saying that Wood is going to be unrestricted free agent next year, blah, blah, blah. Miami's in cap hell. Like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you, go, if you go for Wood, you're basically forgoing a scorer. Like, so, again, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying like really think yeah. about – how Miami wins basketball games. And I don't think you want to change that too much. I think you want to insert guys where you're weak that fit within what you're doing because they're close. And I think Mm -hmm. a guy, even like Mitchell, who can just slot into the Tyler spot makes more sense because you're just upgrading a spot. And again, I don't think think that's going to happen, but that's why moves Mm -hmm. like that make more sense than a guy like Wood, where you're basically like, okay, we're, we're not just switching everything anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really the basis of their defense. So, you know, just stuff to think about for the offseason. Um, a lot of fun. I mean, I, I, they're ne- they're not going to be an elite rebounding team, but they don't really have to be. And I think they right. they really proved it. They just don't. Boston's not an elite rebounding team, and they beat the Bucs. Right? Miami's mm-hmm. not an elite rebounding team. And again, they were – it was a, it was a, literally it came down to a coin toss. Yeah. Warriors are not like this fucking clobbering rebounding team, and Kevon Looney's played really well, but – Miami crushed Boston on the boards a lot of games, and Miami forces a fuck ton of turnovers, and they they can offset the lack of offensive rebounding by turning you over, which they proved in multiple playoff series that they're just gonna fucking turn you over a bunch because of the yeah. amount of ball pressure that they can put with length. So, yeah, it's 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 a switching league, and it's on the offensive on the defensive end on the offensive end it's a it's a mismatch hunting league so even if you get this huge rebounder he's going to be on the perimeter anyway which interesting and so you way. just want versatility rather than just size i do think it's funny that Payne Pritchard suddenly gets to play again when they play the warriors cuz you know <laughs> there's no and it's, Kenny it's what i talked about you know all playoffs it's different when you have a power wing that can match up hunt yeah. because you can overwhelm people with size and strength. Curry, mm-hmm. obviously these dudes can't guard Curry, but right. Peyton Pritchard is not unplayable and you don't have to cut your rotation and exhaust your guys. Cause now you're just buying a couple minutes. You can Marcus had some foul trouble yesterday. You were able to kind of mm-hmm. warp the minutes so that you can have like viable pieces in the game. And you're not like bleeding points when this guy comes in. It matters to have a guy like Jimmy who can just hunt matchup hunt at his size and just yeah. absolutely annihilate you. So interesting to say. I know Pat Bev connected to the we'll talk all these trade targets yeah, later. Yeah, Today it was just happening. we went a little longer than we wanted. I wanted to talk about uh Riley's presser, all that stuff. Remember, it's Pride Month. We have a ton coming up. Check be on the lookout for that. Check all this out. 
Uh, follow us on Twitter at MIA Heat Beat, myself at Genavis103. Kenny, what's your at? Um, Kenny16 Text, K E N N Y 16 I can never spell things correctly on the first attempt, so I did pretty well there. I, so congratulations to me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for vibing with us. Uh, we're going to bring you coverage throughout the playoffs, uh, the rest of the playoffs, offseason, and beyond. Uh, thank you guys for sticking with us. You know, uh, year nine in the books for Heatbeat, and we have so much more to give you guys. So stay tuned. We love y'all and uh, enjoy uh, enjoy the rest of the finals and, and the off season. We get to relax a little mm-hmm. bit. It's been a it's been a ride. Chat goes with that a DUI check. <laughs> <laughs>